think that's recording. So this is my independent project that was set to us during the coronavirus lockdown, everyone at home, you know, period of the summer term, which, you know, is a very strange situation to be in, but I'm quite glad that we've been given a topic or a project that we can do to kind of distract ourselves from what's going on along with you know the work for for pre-IB so um I'm glad we were given a, a independent project actually because it means that you can do a topic that you can just find interesting and it can be absolutely anything and, and it can be on on any kind of wavelength of what you're interested in so I thought why not go for for some things that I I enjoy and I, and I wanted to learn more about, so I um you know I decided I'd make a quite informal <laughs> podcast about women in theatre and the origins of women in the entertainment industry and kind of how that's developed throughout history and kind of four very specific times I guess in in history, kind of focusing on on very quite prominent women in the entertainment entertainment industry at that time and then you know more more about the the the, the industry at the time and, and what it was doing and what was going on and stuff like that but I thought you know I'd make a podcast because yeah it's a bit bit less formal and it feels a bit more like a discussion and kind of bouncing my ideas off off of myself I guess because it's quite quite independent but um but yeah, you know, I've not got a script. I'm just kind of going off research that I've got in front of me in a, base, a basic outline. So I might stumble a bit. But um, but no, I, I wanted to do a, a podcast about theatre because it's a passion of mine. And, and I love drama and, and theatre, but also the rich history that it has. And the fact that it's, you know, gone out, gone through so many so many you know different ages and and eras I mean originating at the Greeks and and kind of going on to Shakespearean and then Victorian and and more modern times and just kind of looking at that and and then also mixing it in with something that I'm quite passionate about which is you know feminists and, and and female empowerment and kind of looking looking for ways to promote female empowerment through different entertainment platforms I guess and and I just kind of wanted to mix the two do some research just look up a bit about how it all started and then further on from that so so yeah my first topic of today's podcast if you will or the first episode is actually the first woman in theatre so I'm looking at you know who she was, what she did, and the era she was in, and why she was almost a poster person for for this period. So so yeah, I'll be looking at Margaret Hughes and talking about her. So Margaret Hughes, um, there's quite a lot of discussion on who actually was the first woman on the stage, but I think 
in most of the history books and kind of written by most of the memoirs, Margaret Hughes was kind of recognised as the first woman on stage and, and the first actress and theatre theatre influencer as a woman so you know I thought I'd do a bit of research about her and and kind of look at look at who she was really and then maybe do a bit of discussion about what what I guess I thought of her so yeah Margaret Hughes was in written in history as the first woman permitted to perform on stage after um Charles I actually put forward a royal warrant declaring all female roles should be played by actresses after quite a funny um, interaction that he had. So Charles II was a keen theatre goer and kind of during the period of restoration which is after the English Civil War and after kind of Puritan was banned from, Puritan people were banned from Long Parliament in um 1642-ish, Charles II came to the throne and he, you know, was a very keen theatre-goer. He enjoyed the arts, wanted to kind of promote the arts and make it a bigger thing in England again, especially since the Jacobean era before the English Civil War where Shakespeare was around and and drama was, was kind of at its peak and then it got stopped quite abruptly. And um, yeah, so Charles II wanted to kind of bring it all up again. And it actually, the reason why he wanted to have women on stage was because a play that he was watching once stopped in the middle because apparently a male character who, or a male who was supposed to be playing a female character, because obviously all all female characters were played by either young boys or, or kind of men, uh, was still shaving. So uh, this practice was actually seen as a homosexual act by kind of that, you know, by a lot of society at that time, which was a lot more frowned upon than women, women on stage at the time, apparently. And uh, and yeah, and Charles, Charles II thought, well, you know, this is this is ridiculous. Why? Why are we still having men? performing as women when we can just have women performing so he issued a royal warrant and two of his kind of most trusted dramatists uh which uh some thomas kilgrew and william davenant who are you know quite quite big names or were part of the king's company and you know were exiled with charles charles ii and came back and and all of that kind of stuff they immediately started recruiting women you know they thought it was the the best thing that they could do and margaret hughes her at only the age of 15 which i guess back then wasn't as young as we see it now um but yeah the age of 15 she was cast in thomas kilgrew's company and she was put as Desdemona in Shakespeare's Othello. Yeah, so that was in the early 1660s. So yeah, she uh, she got up on stage, performed as Des- Desdemona, and she was welcomed into the king's company in 1669. So which meant she was immune to uh, immune from arrest, like by debt and stuff. And so yeah, she was she was brought into the the English. English theatre companies and, and was known quite well around you know theatre and she was recognised quite highly by a lot of people 
especially as she was in theatres kind of in central London, which also were becoming a bit more of a big thing during that time. But um, but yeah, she was, I mean, all accounts of her have her being recognised as this beautiful woman, you know, brown ringlets and, and a brilliant figure and very, very regal looking and very, very pretty. And, you know, she was, she she enjoyed her wealth she enjoyed the recognition that she was getting and it wasn't it wasn't a big you know there was quite a lot of uproar at first having having a woman on stage and and you know they thought oh these these women there <laughs> they're getting everything you know these these women can't anything a man has the woman can't have blah 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 blah, blah. and um and so there was a bit of uproar at the beginning but after they saw these women on stage and just kind of how how much they suited it you know people were were all for it they thought oh this is brilliant like this is this is amazing these these women they're, they're so good but um but yeah she you know there's there's rumors that she um that she was mistresses to you know sir sir charles sedley and uh, who was a member of the royal court and charles ii himself actually if only brief but whether that's that's real or not or just speculation you don't really know but um but the kind of the real love interest that you hear of from uh, margaret hughes is was prince rupert or rupert of the rhine um who was a duke and in the king's company um and although margaret hughes wasn't actually his wife she was only a mistress she was said to be a lot more important in his life you know she she lived with him in his estate and a daughter that uh she she had from from uh prince rupert was recognized by him or acknowledged by him which was quite a big deal because it meant that this daughter wasn't illegitimate she was recognized by him and was going to get some of the estate and um ruberta their daughter was and uh and yeah they they lived relatively happily she was traveling as a actress got quite wealthy and she got these amazing elaborate gifts from um, from prince rupert but actually she uh actually had a gambling problem so um yeah she she had a really bad gambling problem which is quite a quite a weird thing for for well i guess really not if they're a wealthy woman but yeah she had a gambling problem and um and she, you know, she she traded a lot of elaborate gifts that she was given. And and when Rupert died, although the majority of his estate was actually given to her and her daughter, which was quite unheard of, especially as a mistress, for her to receive so much of, of this estate, considering Prince Rupert was a duke and he had a lot of land on him, um, it was kind of given to, it was given to her and her daughter. And, but apparently she dealt with, his death dealt with his death even quite badly you know she resulted to gambling and and died quite unhappily really but I think the more interesting thing is is the fact that this woman in in a time where women were only just being recognized as as things as something other than you know a less good version of man you know they were they were recognized a bit more as as kind of yes as more different to men rather than a less good version and um 
a less important version even and and they they were kind of seen as more of a compliment to men and and it was the time where you know housework and women inside and they were very tender very caring very loving and all of a sudden there were these women quite a big flurry almost of women that that arrived and and became actresses and and were doing were doing real work to to the public audience and and it shocked a lot of people because they weren't really they weren't really prepared for it I don't think but I think it's it's just really interesting because at such a back you know at a time where where looking back at it from now and, and the things that we see now you know it's unheard of the things but it was it's just it was crazy really because it was just the fact that these women that didn't really have anything were suddenly kind of getting empowered and and yes people didn't like them and yes people said that they they didn't enjoy it and they they couldn't believe that these you know it was a disgrace to their sexuality and their tenderness and caringness and and it was a promoter of disgusting disgusting habits for women but you know really looking back on it it was very very ahead of the time it was very forward and I think you know that the the brave the braveness of these women that were facing, you know, uproar from audiences and men and, and the fact that they were being very oppressed and they would usually get thrown about between theatre companies and, and used in quite horrible ways, really. But they were they were just doing so much and women were, you know, whether it sparked a kind of more recognition for women, especially in the entertainment industry, you know, it was women can do well too that kind of idea it wasn't just white men who could write plays and could act it was it was all kinds of people and and yeah maybe it was the first kind of step in pioneering I mean definitely it was the first step in pioneering this this new branch of the entertainment industry where it didn't just have to be white middle and upper class men or or little boys doing performances you know they were they were making their mark and I think it's quite a quite a noticeable thing thing to be looking at really but um but yeah I mean restoration drama and theatre was was very romantic quite you know had a few tragedies had a few you know just just the the theatre was was you know we still see it as old coming out of the Shakespearean era but but yeah it was it was really it's really interesting looking at looking at these women and the fact that they were just able to to create this place for themselves. Um, obviously, women still had a huge way to go in terms of rights and you know recognition. But I think it's quite important to to you know timeline almost the 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 important periods in history that did stick out and did kind of show that women were more than just a tender loving birth giver and could be recognized as real people obviously but um but yeah I think I've quite enjoyed doing this I think I'm gonna stick stick with it I've got about three or four more episodes episodes to go um but yeah, I quite like the the talking and the and the bouncing off and and talking about what I've researched, but also what I think about things. Um, so yeah, I think, but I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed looking at it. I think originally I was going to do more about 
how maybe if it had any look at the correlation between the women in society at the time and women in theatre and if they have any correlation but you know I've I've I think I've enjoyed more the research and and I think the correlation is almost almost quite obvious you know as but I think it was the fact that women were I'm the correlation is hard to explain because they both helped each other I think because obviously women in theatre had a lot of backlash and a lot of people going whoa this is too much but at the same time it recogn- it made people recognise that, that they, there was more to women as a, as a set and I think they kind of as one advances the other does as well so as women become more provocative in, in theatre take the 1920s for example which is actually a bit of a peep into to the next in a couple of episodes time if you will but take the 1920s you know these flapper women they were were quite provocative you know were, were going out late were encouraging women and and to 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 let loose and to to sh- you know show off a bit more body and and give a bit more of them not of themselves but you know not in a racy way but in a kind of more confident way and 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 I think they it influenced women who were watching it and I think but it also women wouldn't have been able to do that in theatre if there wasn't advances in um in society so I think they both complement each other quite nicely and and I can explore that more as the episodes go on but actually next episode because I probably need to finish it here because I've done about almost 20 minutes wow just me talking how interesting (laughs) Um, the next episode I'm going to be talking about is Victorian theatre the Victorian ages um 18 um late 19th century theatre well kind of yeah 19th century theatre so the 1800s I'm going to be looking at one woman in particular Ellen Terry she was a Victorian actress um very beautiful very you know quite ahead of her times very famous for her times and and yeah so I'm going to be talking about about, a bit about her talking a bit about the Victorian ages and Victorian theatre and and what it did for British drama as well as maybe all over the world and, and kind of looking at looking at the ways it affected things so yeah so that's my next next part of my project if you will um I was also thinking of considering this is about theatre and about women I was thinking of maybe writing a kind of prologue to a play with the four women that I'm going to be focusing on kind of doing their own little monologues maybe interacting with each other um you know I think they're quite quite interesting and and I feel like it would be a really fun thing to do and it could you know flower up my more creative side um rather than just research and reciting but yeah so it might kind of give a bit more of a personal feel and a personal connection to the women so uh, so yeah I might talk to Mr Grant about how to write a play and um maybe good things to include so so yeah I'm pretty proud of this I think this is this is quite a nice setup and uh, yeah thank you thank you for listening to the first stages of my project i guess